0: true Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here. And I don't know why the timer stayed up there on the intro like that, but thank you, computer, for doing an awesome job. I'm Jim Price, Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is November 17th. It's a Friday, 2023. Well, guys, this is the world we live in where we continue to go down this whole path of hysteria. Oh, wait. No, wait. Nothing's happening now because Congress has decided to go on vacation. And you got to love that, right? Because these kind of people are just. Just out there for your best interest, right? Because when they go home, they're actually not spending your money. Believe me or not, believe me or not, that's really where it is. That's uh, that's what's going on here. So, anyway, this is a this is a sad, sad part for us that we actually continue to see how a lot of this isn't really what we want to be in our government. And I don't know that we all had a dream that uh, that. Uh, yeah, that, I made that comment just now. I ha, We all have a dream, and it made me think of the standard uh, I have a dream speech, right? But I don't know why we, it is that we've somehow figured out a way to not really celebrate those of us that are really working the hardest and doing the most for us. But in reality, we find ourselves celebrating a lot of the people who are very mediocre or really the ones that were sold out. Um, from the word go, and I don't know if we actually have figured that out, that this is actually a problem for most of us. We, we have a lot of um, historical characters, a lot of people that we, you know, we, we want to, oh, we believe in this guy, he's our hero, this and that, and yet we have this whole problem with the idea that these guys really aren't what they said they were. Uh, let's go with Lincoln, and I'll, I'll stay off of the um, civil rights stuff because that tends to be where we all get very emotional. But let's go back to Lincoln. Let's get emotional about what he started and what he was actually doing with the Federalist model that he created by saying that you shall do as I say or I'll come down and blow you up. And so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my, my chair fixed here. And so, so many times we see ourselves in this situation where we're like, you know, oh, you know, oh, I can't talk about this or I can't talk about that. Well, oh, no, this guy is celebrated, so I can't. No, the problem with it is Lincoln is actually not the guy we would hope for. We all, I, I you know, I, I, I've I, taken the test. I, I've, I've studied to the answer, you know, made sure I was going to, uh, you know, t- you know, teach myself the right answer to be able to answer the right thing, right? Blah, blah, blah. That's what we done. We all were taught to the answer, right? We were taught that if we read this, we will be able to answer questions to this. And then when the questions come, this is the only answer that's correct. Even though there were times when we were able to find ourselves even though there were times when we could find ourselves actually finding out the teacher was actually wrong or that the, the, uh, the uh, ACT or the SAT actually had a wrong question or a wrong answer in there. Again, this is a situation where we have all been taught that history is set to be this way. We didn't want to talk about how the, the Boston Tea Party, which was a, an event, was actually because we were having a half a percent increase of the tax of tea. And it wasn't the tax at the counter. It was the import tax that we were having to pay London or England a half a percent more. That's what the Boston Tea Party was about. But you know the Boston Tea Party, when they actually went out there and did that, the very next day they went out and cleaned everything up and then actually paid back the merchants who had lost their, their dry goods and were not able to sell them to market. See, this is a problem for us. We can't seem to have this genuine conversation Because we're taught to the test. We're taught that, oh, this is the answer. And uh, so um, this is a continuation of problems for us where we continue to see that the way we studied to the test, we studied to the answer, we studied to to get a passing grade. We celebrate all the wrong things only because the person who's creating the test gets to then dictate what history really says and that's a problem for us we continue to find ourselves in this whole situation where it's just not good it's not healthy for us and we have to change this hey truth seeker over on twitch thank you so much for um uh for being here sorry i got a text here i wanted to make sure i um i got that looked at that um so truth seekers over on twitch thank you for being there um when we have this conversation with ourselves, we, we have to be mindful that the person who was the teacher who has a bachelor's in education, a four-year degree, which only about a third of that four-year degree is really on teaching or actually learning a topic. Remember, they're being taught the skill to pass on information. So does that make them an expert in social studies and math and English and, and all this other stuff? Well, no. They actually aren't experts in these areas. But they're the ones teaching your children math. And let me let me point out something to you guys. This is how easy knowledge is actually twisted. This is how easily knowledge is changed. This is how easily that we are actually created. Um, uh, we, we could trade... Um, um, so... Sorry about that. I was this conversation's got me a little distracted here. When we think about the people that are actually dictating or changing the uh, the the different things about how we learn, our education process was changed without actually much of a, a, a vote or actually anybody actually telling us. And how can I say that? Well, I will say that. Yes, we have actually have had education change. We've had history change. We've had things change right in front of us. And I'm going to say, well, you'll say, well, how did that happen? It happened in Common Core Math. It happened in CRT, right? So... If I could change how you do math, you don't think I can change history? You don't think I can change how you're educated? You don't think I can change how your mind is manipulated into a thought pattern that I want you in? If I could change history, if I could rewrite history, if I could get you to actually change how you do math, because see, remember... Math is the constant, and I don't, I don't know how professors are allowing this to happen. So somewhere along the line, the professors taught the teachers how to do Common Core math, but then professors who do actual math will tell you that math is consistent, it's a constant. So then how do we do Common Core math? How did we become, how did we get to suggestive math? How did we get to the point where now in the, uh, is it Illinois or Chicago, that you cannot actually teach math, social studies? English because it's racism. It marginalizes certain demographics. We are now pointing out that the point that the high school education is actually worthless now. That common core math shows you that math doesn't matter. That the rewriting of the history and and having these figures in our head that we think are so amazing and been told stories and answer tests to these exact facts are actually inaccurate and actually have been, we've been manipulated to believe certain things. Now, I don't believe that I am a Malcolm X. Um, uh, I don't think I'm a Malcolm X, what do you call it, fan? Fanboy? Uh, I don't believe in Malcolm X. and uh, But yet, Malcolm X has been touted as you know, this demon or whatever, but there's a lot of things about what he has said about the government and about what they're willing to do that shows me that the demon, how they demonize Malcolm X, well, some of it may be characteristically accurate, but not to the point where his anti-government, anti-big government, anti, you know, abuse of the people, that conversation is completely necessary. Oh, yeah. Kerry uh, Heiserman, good call on that. He goes, Your framing crew can't read tape measures or squares. God, this is something I don't think people realized. Uh, Terry Augustine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, hey, Lindsay, thank you for being here. When I, was, when I started out in framing in 1990, and I started out as a laborer, just picking up scrap wood and holding the dumb end of the tape and all that other stuff. They asked me, what did you have? What skills do you have? I'm like, well, I know what a two-by-four is. I know how to read a tape. I can run a saw, and I can or drive a hammer. Well, can you build a house? I said, well, I've never built a house before. I built a dog house. I was being honest with them. And people don't realize that actually framing, when you do the framing, like you're putting the plywood on the roof, you're putting the trusses on the exterior walls and, and creating the roof line. Uh, when you're doing the foundation, you know you're laying out the foundation to put the, the bottom plate on to put the house on there. Uh, you're doing you're, you're squaring up the house. This is all geometry. but I will tell you right now, even with all the advanced math and algebra and all the other crap that I've done in my life, through the education process, not once did I ever use any of the processes I ever used in, in high school or college. Never once. So what does that tell you? That the the degrees that we're getting and the, and the information we're learning in these schools is completely worthless. But that's not the conversation we're willing to have because we believe in education. We believe that these people are the right this and that, right? So my problem is, is I find myself you know, having to go back and say, okay, are we really in a better place? And can I sit here and point out to you very simply that m- math can be changed by bureaucracy? Um, I want to look up something while we're, while we're talking about bureaucracy because I think that bureaucracy has gotten so far out of hand. In fact, the ATF, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but the ATF was handed down a ruling just uh, last week that has literally put their entire Confiscation of guns, red flag, uh, bump stocks, all this other stuff completely on hold. They cannot do what they were doing before. The bureaucracy within ATF was doing this. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, I wanted to look up something here because I was actually having this conversation in my head and I want to see this. I, I want to see this here. Okay, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, continues to classify cannabis as a Schedule One drug on the Controlled Substance Act, therefore acting... According to the DEA, it's considered to have a high potential for abuse, and uh, no current, uh, no not currently accepted medical use. Now, what I want you to listen to me is: going, there's a lot of things that are Schedule One. Now, that's what this is what I'm talking about. This, it's on the Schedule One drug on the Controlled Substances Act, right? Well, the Controlled Substances Act has given the bureaucracy of our government, a lot of power, a lot of power that I don't think we all realize how big a power they have. And I'm wondering, I I want to look this up as a, as a way to see if it's actually, we're being, we're being manipulated by bureaucracy, not actual by law. Do you see where I went with that? And this goes down to the same line. We believe that history is a certain way. We believe that this is, you know, we've been taught to the test, right? We've been taught to the answer. And by the way, what is the one thing that teachers have been telling you for the last at least 15 to 20 years? Teachers are teaching to the test so they can keep their scores up so they can keep their job. So that tells you right there that they're actually only teaching to answers that they go to the test, and they don't care about the the actual intellectual thought process to get to that answer or to actually have discernment or be a free thinker. They just simply want you to do the test and get the test right so they look like they're a good teacher and they get to keep their job. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of people in this country, prison guards, wardens, probation officers, police officers, DAs, sheriffs, police they all are trying to make sure that they look busy so they can keep their damn job. And if we all got together and said, listen, if you guys just stop arresting people and putting people in prison, we don't mind. We'll pay you to sit around and do nothing and wait for something to happen, but not actually go out and create a crime. Come on. Who is with me on that? Who would say, listen, guys, I will pay you. We're not hiring any more new DAs. We're not hiring any more new sheriffs. We're not hiring any more new police officers. We're not hiring any more jailers. We're not hiring any more wardens. What if I just simply said that if you guys all just stop creating crime so you look like you're busy and just we'll pay you for the rest of your life just to stop messing with things, unless it is a person crime, unless they have harmed a person, remember, the city, county, state, and the federal government cannot be a victim to a crime because they are not an individual. The Supreme Court has ruled this 13 separate times. 13 times that the city, county, and state has taken a case all the way to the Supreme Court because they want to enforce that they can be a victim. Our city, county, and state, and federal government has gone all the way to the Supreme Court to defend their need to be a victim. So when you think about this stuff, you think about how the manipulation of these things, and then how we have bureaucracy, which I do believe is actually controlling more of our country than our laws. That's why the ATF had some handcuffs put on them last week because they are now bound that they cannot continue to abuse people because they have a bump stock, because they have a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, what was it the uh, the the uh, extension, the the grip extension, you know, all these different things, right? They're saying these were assistants, these assist devices they were putting on pistols for disabled veterans was actually a way of creating a, a rifle. What? But wait, is it the pistol or the rifle? Because if we actually go around and look at most of the mass murderers, they always use a rifle. It's not the pistol. The pistol brace thing, that was actually for disabled vets so they could actually still be able to use firearms even though they had certain disabilities. Wow. Way to turn that into something bad. And a half a million of, or a half a billion of them, 500 million of those things were actually sold over like a 12 or 15 year process. So, uh, again, there's a lot of those out there, and somebody uh, has a you know, they were basically turning everybody into felons just by bureaucracy. Do you guys understand where I keep pointing this out to you? The bureaucracy and their government and what they're doing here has actually nothing to do with law. All right. So the Controlled Substance Act places all substances that uh, which were in some manner regulated under existing federal law into a f- one of five schedules. This placement is based upon the substances' uh, medical use, potential for abuse, and safety or dependence liability. Uh, controlling drugs or other substances through formal scheduling, the uh, CSA also provided a mechanism for substances to be controlled added to or transferred between schedules or decontrolled, removed from control, uh, the process for the these actions is found in Section 201 of the Act. Okay, so let's look this up. So let's look up this process. Uh, in determining which one of the, the schedules, let's go back here. I, I will need to stay on that one. Um, okay. In determining which schedule of a drug or other substances should be Placed, or whether its substances should be decontrolled or rescheduled, certain factors are required to be considered. These factors are listed in Section 201, Subsection C, uh, 21, USC 811C. Its actual or relative potential for abuse. Scientific evidence of its pharmacological effects, if known. State of current scientific knowledge regarding the drug or other substances, its history, a current abusive pattern, the scope of duration of the significance of the abuse, what if of any risk of the public health, its psych, psychic or psychological dependency liability, whether, you know what, thank you, government. I can go ahead and smoke as many cigarettes as I want, and I can get as much alcohol in my body as I want, and I can go down to my doctor and get as much lower tabs or, you know, Percocets or you know, uh, Xanax bars I want, but thank God you guys have got this process here to make sure that, woo, you're helping me on my dependency liability. Woo, thank you. Anyway, uh, whether the substance is an immediate um, precursor of substances already controlled under the subcharter. Okay, so my problem with this is, is this is... Literally, the government. Um, this is just the government saying, hey, uh, we know better than you, and this is how we're going to handle this. Uh, let's, and so the problem with it is is that it, this is all opinion. So the DEA, <laughs> shit, the DEA, which is bureaucracy, which there is not one God dang elected official running the DEA. Not one elected individual works for the DEA. Not one elected official works for the DEA. They're all hired. We have no say-so in their, in their uh, placement, right? Because they're applying for a job, they get that job, and then they're able to perform that job in any manner they see fit without any accountability to the general public see the problem here? So the reason I went down this path is, again, this is bureaucracy. This is where we have bureaucracy that goes in and decides when we cannot have what we want. Carrie Heiserman says rifle equals barrel length. Yeah, well, Carrie, Carrie that's the other problem. So where some guns can be classified as a rifle but still have a pistol grip on it, but some guns that have an exceptionally long rifle barrel on it are considered to be pistols because of the pistol grip on it. <laughs> okay, listen to what I just said here. This is the ATF, the alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Okay? A pistol, a rifle barrel length rifle with a pistol grip on it can be considered to be a rifle. But a rifle with a pistol grip on it can can be considered to be a pistol. That is the true definition of the ATF. That's why you cannot get out of anything. Once you become a target of theirs, there is nothing in the machine that stops them because we have not held them accountable to any of their behaviors or their their effects on our lives. How many of you have actually thought about just putting your gun on your hip and walking out of the door and never actually thinking about for the rest of the day and only knowing that it's there when you need it? Or do you have the process of, oh, do I have a carry license? Oh, is this gun registered to me? Oh, can I go into a school with a no Beretta sign on it? Oh, can I go into this? Can I go into this building with the no Beretta sign? Oh, wait, is this a gun? Is this a a gun-free zone? Oh, I I can't take it to a concert? I can't go to the NFL game with it? I can't. See, the problem with that is, is at any point that you hesitate to exercise your liberties or freedoms, you have lost control of your government. You have lost control of your government. And see, this is where they get you. And this is how it works. This is the problem with this. We continue to go down this path. And I don't know why it is that we can't seem to have the the general conversation that our government is so completely out of control, we don't know how to tether it back. We don't know how to put a, a, a collar on it, a restraint on it, a leash on it. None of that. It absolutely, we are screwed. Oh, yeah. Screwed with a capital S, right? Um, this is what we do, though. We keep running back to the same old process, and we're like, oh, we're going to get better. It's going to be so much better here than, hey, John, good to see you over on Cloud Hub. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Appreciate you being here. Um, this is, again, this is what we're up against, right? We keep finding ourselves in this situation where we know that we have been abused, but yet we're not changing our pattern. Now, if I, if I, uh, if you guys, and, I, and, I, and here's the sad part of this. If you saw a girl walking down the street and she's got a black eye or a busted nose, the first thing you say is, you know, did he hit you? Well, who taught you that? Media? Movies? Experience? How many times are we watching movies now, or not movies, but videos of people, of women hitting men, kicking men, spitting on men, pulling men's hair, uh, snatching the shirt off of them, ripping their clothes off of them, doing all these things. But if even one of those men were to yell at a woman, that's actually considered to be, that is actually considered to be assault, simple assault, simple battery is you yelling at somebody. And because our government has decided they have nothing else better to do, they have ultra-defined every single level of communication, including the fact that if you raise your voice in a way that is unpleasant to the participants in the conversation, you are committing battery. And if you drop the old uh, F-bomb in there, whoa, that's assault, Woo, you're going to jail. Did you know that? According to your laws, in every single state, every jurisdiction we have in this country, simple battery is a matter of yelling or causing the distress of the other person. Well, what does that mean? If I'm a person who is easily stressed, then what does that mean for me? That I am constantly a a victim of battery, simple battery, of assault? Have I been violated. But see, my problem is, is that I'm showing you that if someone were to walk down the street, the first thing you're going to do is if a girl's got a black eye, you're going to blame it on the man in her life. But what if I told you that I've uh, been to a lot of rugby games with, where there's the women's side that plays rugby and the men's side that plays rugby. And I've watched women walk off there with bloody noses, with cut eyebrows, blood, you know, big black eyes. So is that woman going to walk around for the next two weeks unexplaining that, no, it was not a man that hurt me, that I was simply playing rugby? Or is a lot of people just going to assume that she's living a battered life? How many people are going to come up to her and say, hey, you should get away from that man? But again, we've been trained in so much to think that. But as a government, our government beats the crap out of us on a daily basis. They are the first one to take any money out of your paycheck because they are your God. Your first money goes to your government. Your first money goes to your God. Your first sacrifice does not go to your God, does not go to your family, does not go to your property, does not go to your assets, does not go to your future. It goes to your government. So when was the last time, hey, Karen Garrison, good to see you. Thank you so much for being on CloudHub, appreciate it. When was the last time you really went down and just could not help yourself, but believe, just think about how, wow, I'm out here framing this house at 6 a.m. in the Arizona desert, and thank God government's here to help me. They help me drive these nails. They keep their, they, boy, I tell you what, it makes my job so much more efficient. Or was everything that slowed me down, everything that made the process inefficient, government? See, this is the abusive relationship we're in. If your government is literally giving you a black eye the right when you wake up first thing in the morning, and you go back to that government over and over again, and you give that government your first money, your first fruits, your first of the harvest. Your first offering goes to the big oh, wait, small g government of your life, not the big G God in your life. So then what do you do then? You go back to it over and over again? Do you turn in your taxes and tell them, Oh, thank you, sir, for making me sir. That I give it, I, oh I get to file my taxes. I get to tell you about Here's my problem, guys. Did you know that your government does not actually care? But because you tell them, they have a responsibility to respond. So the more income you tell them about, the more you tell on each other, the more you say, oh, I wrote that guy a check. I'm putting it on my taxes. The more that guy says, oh, I wrote that guy a check. I'm putting it on my taxes. Ooh, that's profit. That's this and that. The more you tell them, the more you tell the government, the more you snitch on each other, the more taxes you're going to pay. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I can't pay you in in cash. That's... That's uh, that's illegal. Who said that? Who said that? I cannot pay you for your services with cash. Who said that? Nobody. But you assume that the government said that. Oh, well, anything over $500, Jim, you have to report to the government. Bet? Bet I won't. See, my problem is, is that this is an issue for us over and over again. Oh, because I have someone who gives me $100. Do I have to report that as as a gift on my income tax? Do I need to report that as income? Do I need to make sure that, oh, I sold a car that I've had since I was 18 years old that was given to me by my grandfather? Do I need to make sure that I go ahead and and pay profit tax on 100% of those proceeds because I sold a $60,000 Mustang that was a, you know, a one-off whatever? Do I need to pay taxes on that sell of that car that was mine to begin with and had nothing to do with the government? Well, by God, Jim, that's a sales tax. You should. Should I? Should I? I should pay sales tax. Why? What did the government do for me? How did the government get involved in my transaction with another human being? How about the fact that when I turn my tithe over to my church, then the church turns around and does its taxes and tells the government exactly how much I gave them? Wow. Thank you, church. Are you a snitch too? Are you part of the government? Because when you turn that information in, when you give it all over to them, this is a problem. You are victimizing yourself. And we can't seem to have an ability in our little bitty pea brains that the more we tell the government, the more they're going to abuse us. The more you tell them about what you have done, they're going to abuse you for it. If you're smart, you'll put everything into a trust and you won't own anything. And so when the government says, hey, where's your assets? Okay, I don't have any. Well, how do you live? I'm pretty lucky. I just happened to, you know, I just there's I have I've been able to be fed and and had shelter. Thank you for asking, government. Thank you for being so concerned about my well being that you were coming to check out where my money comes from. Thank you, government. When was that part of the Declaration of Independence? When was that part of the Constitution? When was it said in there anywhere that a guy that runs for president can then be audited by a By the way, listen to me. This is good. good. Let me give you something here. That lady in New York who's doing this civil trial, you know, that Anita chick or whatever it is, Anita Brain? You understand that the only thing she could come up with is to say that the valuation of the properties from decades ago was inaccurate. That is the only crime... That they could come up with on Trump. And the problem is it's actually not really against Trump. It's actually against the Trump corporation. It's not against the man. But see, the problem is, is they're putting it on the man. Because they can, because they don't follow the Constitution, because you don't hold them accountable, and you're asking the Bar Associated Attorney, the Bar Associated Attorney, the British Accredited Register Attorney, you're asking him to tell the other British Accredited Register Attorney that they're wrong in front of a judge who's a British accredited, Accredited Registered Attorney, how is this Bar Association, Bar Association, Bar Association ever going to be fair to you? How do you expect them to actually fight for you? How do you expect them to get justice if the DA and the judge have an office in the same hallway? In the same building. And they park in the same parking garage. And they go to the same cafeteria. And they have the same secretaries. They have a secretary pool they all work out of. How do you expect there to be justice ever? Because we've allowed judges to legislate from the bench. We've allowed judges to go against what we know is to be common knowledge or actually common sense or actually just the law. See, we have this really, really bad relationship with our government. And this is our problem. We go back over and over and over again for the same abuse, for the same black eye. Hey, Ken, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. I need a brain. Oh, her name, uh, uh, Lindsay says, I need a brain. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. Well, and this is our problem, right? I'm not trying to say that you need to go and do anything other than when you actually start thinking about the processes in which you give out information, which you give into, to, which you, which you, placate to, which you kowtow, meaning benefit the ways to bruise your forehead on the floor, that you you just give over to the government all the time. What I want you to do is I want you to pause. What I want you to do is think with purpose about what it is that you're really doing. Why are you going out and telling the government that you sold a dirt bike for $100? Why, are you, why is that on eBay where we're just selling off shit that we've already bought, and we've played with, and then we're selling it to somebody else and hoping they'll give us some money for it, it's already been taxed to be purchased, or to be made, distributed, and purchased, and the income was already taxed to per. Uh, the income was already taxed that purchased the purchase that was already taxed to be made and delivered, okay? Do you see what I'm talking about here? Oh wait well I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell this copper cup right here and whoo, I'll sell it for 32 dollars well then uh, I better tell the government, even though I've had this cup for over a year now, do you see what I'm saying here? Do you see how this doesn't make sense to me? Do you see why when I push back on a lot of these things we're seeing around in the world that we keep going up against over and over again, none of this really makes a lot of sense? And our government has gone home for a vacation, which is great because, God, God bless America, they're not in D.C. making up stupid things to get at us with. But at the same time, the bureaucracy and the ATF and the DEA and the, you know, Drug and you know, Enforcement Agency, ooh, Ugh. is that how they're called? Is that right? Is that the, it is. United States Drug Enforcement Administration, Drug Enforcement. Now, wait, hold on a second. Let me ask you a question. Oh, they're, they're celebrating their 50th year. It's on their website. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so DEA.gov, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration. It tells you right there that it is a bureaucracy. Administration is not law. But why is it drug enforcement? Why are they enforcing things on drugs? And why are they classified as drugs? Because if I actually go by that definition, I guess I could say that these Tums, these antacids, oh, right here at the very top, it says drug facts. Do you want me to tell you what's in here? Sodium bicarbonate, antacid. Do you know what sodium bicarbonate is? Huh? You mean baking soda? So if I went upstairs in my kitchen and I got the sodium bicarbonate out of my my cabinet, will it say on the side of there, drug fact? So does the DEA get involved with the uh, SAMS member's mark? And is this a regulated under regulatory restrictions? Because it doesn't say that under here. It just says, uh, keep out of reach of kids. Yeah, you're going to have too much sodium bicarbonate in your body. Uh, Active ingredients. Uh, Dextrose, flavor, magnesium, sterate. Great. That's crap. Uh, Melodextrose, red 40, lake. That's good stuff. Starch and... uh, Sucralose. I didn't know what sucralose is. I'll have to look that one up. Anyway, thank God I don't have to eat those like I used to. Uh, those were kind of like a tic-tac in my life. I kind of ate those all the time. All right, uh, let's catch up with the comments here see what we're saying. Guys are chatting along, and I wasn't paying attention. I I, I got to get caught back up here, so here we go. Uh, let's see here. It says, um, that cup is like the Holy Grail. Oh, this is the, yeah, the, the chalice. Oh. There you go, Lindsay. There was your uh, Holy Grail. And then uh, she says, uh, and then she goes, Tums, uh, too much cayenne pepper. Well, no, actually, because of cayenne pepper, I've actually got off the Tums. Believe that or not, guys. Yeah, don't ask me. I take 100,000 Scoville units of cayenne pepper a day, and I eat less Tums now than I have ever in my life. Just saying. Uh, what's the huge bottle of, uh, that's a huge bottle of Tums. Well, when you go to Sam's, it only comes in jugs, right? It doesn't come in small quantities. Ken says, who's investing in privatized prisons? The same people pushing drugs, oh, yeah, they also push rap music. Oh, yeah. Ken, this goes back to the, uh, that whole thing with Elon Musk. Remember that video I played you where where Elon Musk said that it's being beamed at us, this anger, this hate, it's being beamed at us. We're, we are, okay, so you guys listening to me right now, in our moment of trying to use our intellect and our abilities and our energies to actually make the world a far better place, we are breaking their system. Because we're not beating the crap out of each other. Because we're not, we're not stabbing each other and shooting each other. We're not abusing each other. And so when you get out of that lower thought process, you get into a higher elevated intellect, and you start really thinking for yourself and living life with purpose, you break the bonds, you break the chains, you break the links of their control over you to make you destroy the world that you live on. And that's real. And guys, I have had to go back into my my mental past, my mental history that I understand. And I've had to redo all of it. I had to admit that I had learned my country's history and its goings on. I had to admit that I was wrong and had repeated this information. Even things that I had biblically taught other children in the youth group, that I was a youth pastor, okay, as I was a youth pastor, I'm teaching them certain things. So now I have to go back and I have to look at my life and look at the things that I have done. Now, I, I stand behind all the coaching I've ever done with, with wrestling and football. Uh, I stand behind my career in construction and the things that I have done. I believe that I really put my all into everything I was doing. But I also have to go back and look at the things that I thought my country was and I, where I thought my country would be in and 9-11 and other things like that. I'm really disappointed in myself that I actually went I went down that path that I, I, I regurgitated what they said, and I now have to go say, hey, I was wrong. I was on the wrong side of history. So when we think about our future, we think about what we're going to be doing, we have to live life with purpose and if we can live life with purpose and we're going to find ourselves in a lot better place, right? And that right there, guys, is the hardest part because you have to admit you're wrong. You have to be able to go inside and say, listen, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be that same guy. I'm not going to give in to their whims. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to fall for their abusive tactics, So let me give you guys a little bit of something that your government is giving you a gift today. This is from Speaker Mike Johnson, and this was uh, sent out about two hours ago, three hours ago now. Today I'm keeping my promise to the American people making all the January 6th tapes available to all Americans. Well, Speaker Mike Johnson, I appreciate that. But we're almost three damn years later. Three damn years years later of people's lives fortunes futures psyche physical all of it has been destroyed because our government is not turning over what is necessary for the people to make a proper decision our country has failed our country should be ashamed And should be begging for forgiveness to the people for abusing them in a way that is unhealthy at all levels, including the future of this country, which is the demise of the people trying to destroy the people. The people in the government are trying to destroy the people by withholding information and destroying America, which is what they have a job for. They're in the American business of business over here being business and the government, and that business is government. And, oh, what they're going to do, they're going to destroy America, which means the government is destroyed as well. It doesn't give them more power. It doesn't make them more amazing. In the annals of history, and the 900 hours of what I've done on this show, I will hope that somehow, some way, that people could go back and say, you know what, maybe, maybe Jim was just trying to be helpful. Maybe he was trying to figure it out. Maybe he was just trying to make us better so we could be a better people every day and not have to do this to each other and abuse each other for no given reason. Why would we go into war? Why do we war with other countries other than the fact that we want them to bend the knee, to change their will against themselves by either killing them or their family members or destroying their properties or their livelihoods so that they will comply with our wishes? How arrogant and selfish is that? And if anything that I have taught you guys, if anything I have taught you, and I do mean teach, I hope that we are teaching each other here, and you guys teach me as well as, as I hope that I've taught you. You guys teach me amazing things. And I am so thankful for what you guys do. And John Candy and Karen, Lindsay, Ken, it's good to have you guys here. Marsha Ender, she's not here today. But, I mean, these guys, thank you guys. You guys are like these core guys that come in all the time. And I learned so much from you guys. And it makes my life better, makes me better, makes me want to do a better job for you because you guys are coming to me with good things as well. And that's how we win this thing. That's how we push back on it. Think about how many J6ers, think about how many J6ers have committed suicide. Think about how many officers who were probably going to testify against the government committed suicide. Yeah, remember the D.C. Capitol Police officers who have committed suicide? They said they killed themselves. Remember that? Remember the other ones that said that they were told that they could not testify in open court? How about how about those guys were probably killeried, right? Those people were probably killeried. Not because they were wrong, not because it was great that you know that they were doing something, you know, way outside the box. We had over 500 law enforcement undercover agents in that little square alone and behind the Capitol building. By the way, it's behind the Capitol building. That's not in front of the Capitol building. The front of the Capitol building is the other side. Where they have the scaffolding and all that is the backside of the Capitol building. You're seeing the backside, the basement side, the basement walkout that they have. That's a basement walkout. You're seeing the backside of the Capitol building. My problem, folks, is is that we continue to have this problem, and the only way we change it is with our knowledge, and we live life with purpose, and we use what we know, that our government, through bureaucracy, has manipulated us over and over again, and here we are. Ken says, uh, crazy how in 2007 my favorite band did a show to 80,000 people Called Harp, they had satellites on stage and everything. They the they, uh, the truth was always been staring us in the face. We needed the the strength to look back. That's right. But let me tell you this, guys. I just posted another thing about weather manipulation on my uh, on my page. It's here right below uh, weather manipulation patent number four six eight six six zero. I'm sorry. Zero five A. So it's US four six eight eight six six zero five A. A method and an apparatus for altering at least one selected region which normally exists above the Earth's surface. The region is excited by electron cyclotron silitron resonance heating to thereby thereby increase its charge particulate dex, uh, particular density. In one embodiment, this is this is this is what manipulation, right? You understand this, right? This is them vibrating the world around you. When you understand, you are energy. When you understand that you have the ability to control the world around you, just like I—I I, I don't have those pictures down here anymore, but just like all those pictures of my childhood, the ones I actually remembered that my mom probably had showed up in Tucson, Arizona on a military base and were shipped back to me last week. That's a miracle, isn't it? Or was it my intention? Was it me bringing it to me? Was it me wanting that near me? Was it me saying, I want this, I want these childhood photos to come to me. I want the things that my mom that had that that were me, what was me, I would like that brought back to me. And if I can do that with photographs, what could you guys do if you guys live your life with purpose and actually start doing something differently in your world? What would your world look like? How amazing would your life be? I want my trees to be growing amazing. I want them to be shading my yard so my, my yard looks amazing and green. I have to put less water down and the animals and things around us are able to come in and I enjoy their company including squirrels and crows and hummingbirds and all kinds of other natural things imagine if you were talking about that and you were working or walking around your property and looking at your things or talking to your house plants or engaging actually with eye contact with your cat how many things could you change how many things could you resonate with and how many more things could you bring into your life only because you change your energy now I've actually talked about, A lot of different things in this this episode. And it's all been political, spiritual, emotional, and physical connections. All these things are all around you at all times. Not one thing happens at one time. All these things are happening at all the time. And you have to be discerning. That's where the discernment comes in. To be able to pause and think, am I right or wrong on this? And where should I be? And that's how we do it differently, guys. You guys are always the difference makers out there. All right, guys. Well, it is Friday. Thank you guys so much for being here. Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less that to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promises I can't keep, guys. You guys have always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never, ever limits you. Remember that. Get it in your brain. Be the right people, always. Being better than you were the day before, every single day. That's how we do it. Remember, your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than the day before. This is how we do it. Rhonda, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, it's been fantastic. John Candy, Karen, good to see you guys over at Cloud Hub. Lindsey, Ken, Rhonda, others, thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. Remember, donate to the show as often as possible. Uh, And a lot of you guys are very, very faithful to that. Uh, Also, MyDailyNaturals.com, MyDailyNaturals.com. Get signed up for your monthly subscription on your basic cell health package. MyDailyNaturals.com. Please, guys, this is a, a vitamin line I brought to you guys so you guys can actually go in and start putting your life back together at the basic cell function level. Basic cell function level. If you're not on this, you are dying, And I'm not trying to be, you know, over-exaggerated or whatever. This is the truth. You have to get your cell function back on so you can beat these people at their game. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm Jim Price the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye-bye.